Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast for Decathlon Azure Desire. They have changed team names. It was only in 1999 before Benji was even born when AG2R were not the uh, first title sponsor of this team. They've obviously yeah. been sponsoring them all the way back through to 1998. It's been AG2R first for a long, long time. Now Decathlon, big company, uh, comes in, and I think it's for five years. That's the biggest news, I think, for this team, Benji, is they have scooped a major company. They've come in, obviously, with decent money, uh, but Citroen goes out, a big car manufacturer in France who obviously weren't, I don't know, three years is not that long. Yeah. They obviously signed an initial three years, and they were like, mm, not for us. And it's visibly a morally good sponsor in my eyes as well, as in I'd much rather have a decathlon show into the sport, which is a, a sports company, like a sports store company, basically, that also owns other brands like the Van der Eysel brand, which is known for their bike clothing, but also their bikes now these days. So it's like, I enjoy that it's a company that you can look at and you're like, ooh, I'm happy that this, this company's in this sport. It's not some, some sports washing business jumping in. So that's a good it's thing. A consumer but it's brand. also... Exactly. It's, it's, a cons it's not even like, like Visma. Is like a is a Norwegian uh, software company. They even do, uh, they do some of the payroll. I got an email from them, but like generally speaking, you know, people watching the tour, like it's not a normal consumer brand. Whereas, yeah, Decathlon are so you you can go and get yourself um, sports equipment at Decathlon. So that's cool. True, that is correct. But the best thing about it is that it's security for the team for five years. A first name sponsor as well. I'm curious where this goes. New bikes included, the Van Rijssel bikes. You know some more about it, but I'm heard, I've heard they, they're pretty good bikes. Yeah, I think the Rise have been testing them for a long time. Um, but, you know, before this got announced, they obviously they teams test with the riders, I was the bike yeah. like. Um, and it looks like a, a Tarmac SL7 uh, specialized, mm -hmm. and a lot of the bikes come out of the same place. Like it's pretty much like the the new Orbea that the uh, Lotto the new Orbea that Lotto are riding looks exactly like a Reacto I think from having looked at a Merida Reacto and Merida make a lot of the bikes for everybody so <laughs> all these aero bikes are converging and looking pretty similar and so apparently the, the Van Rysel's perfectly fine I have to look and see is it much cheaper because uh, you know it's not supposed to be like the Big, big pricing of some of the, you know, Savello Specialized, etc. Although high prices are coming down a bit. I think it was 8.5k or something. But the I'm top, sure. top one. Yeah. Like a special or a Savello one's like 14, yeah. I think. Um, anyway, that's really good news anyway. for them. <laughs> they, that's really good news Correct. for them. They got a big sponsor in for a five-year deal. 
and uh, well, they're going to have to perform because the last one just dipped. I don't know if AG2R now own the team. I can't remember or if Lavenue owns the team still uh, because they were not good in 2023. Uh, only seven points ahead of DSM, nearly last in the uh, World Tour ranking without being in the relegation zone. So not good company. They were uh, led by Lotto Destiny, 4,000 points ahead. Israel, 1,000 points near enough ahead of them. And this is a team with... This is not a low-budget team. They've not been a low-budget team yep. for quite a while, scrimping and saving. They've gone into the transfer market, and they have again. Um, and... Yeah, they didn't have a good year. Uh, they won... How many World Tour races did they win? They won three World Tour races, I am pretty sure, which is Giro stage with Aurelien Parepanj, I think, against Leknesun. I'm not sure yeah, about yeah. that one, though. Felix Gall yeah. won two, which is not he Giro stages, season. but Tour de Suisse and Tour de France when it comes to um, stage 17 on Col de which is a pretty good yeah. stage to win. They yeah. beat Lupama in GC at the Tour de France. A for Gull over Godou, so that's something very valuable for a French team like this. A for Tour de Suisse for Gull. Ben O'Connor got third at the Dauphiné. Godon won some pro races like Brabant Sapel, Giro Veneto, and Nos Peters Trofeo Laiwegli, and that's kind of it when it comes to the, the notable races. So I do think their, their World Tour victories were good. Like they won a Tour de France and a Giro stage. That is yep. valuable. They Queen took stage the Tour de France. Exactly. But they're just missing the overall volume of victories and the overall volume of competitiveness across the season. And they'd made some signings. We'll go into them in a second. But the main goal, I believe, yeah, the main goal that they, the thing they need to do is just up it. They need to up the amount of victories that they can potentially get brawl in the spectrum. Do you think they trade for Groupama's season? Oh. I actually forgot what Groupama did in 2023. So. They got points. They were generally competitive in classics. They were mm-hmm. generally a better team, but they didn't win uh, anything except a Swiss stage. And Britannia with Maduas? And Britannia with Maduas. Some pro races. Like, the thing about Groupama is It's tough well, when it's you a think process. about it. French team. Tour de France stage. I, I think they might prefer the French base of talent of Groupama for the future than the one... No, but I mean strictly the results this year. Yeah. I don't care. Similar. <laughs> it's just interesting whether, you know, Groupama not at a risk of being relegated, but maybe AG2R weren't that too decided. Maybe if you write down win a Tour de France stage as number one priority during the season and you do that. But yeah, I agree. Like, it's it was not good. Uh, and I think there's a lot of Changes that need to be made. Not sure if they have been made. Uh, uh, some of them mistakes of the past, Benji, which was one of them, Greg Van yeah. Avermaet, your neighbor retiring. Uh, My end of neighbor. This year. Is he? Not so sure about that. <laughs> oh. um, he, not a good contract uh, for them, and it right. didn't really work out for them. They expected more. Well, they expected more of him, obviously. Uh, why are they repeating the mistakes of the past? Mark Saru will go to Grapama. Uh, okay, fine. Venturin to Arkea. Sherelle retires. Cher retires. Lawrence Narsen, we don't know. Baudin, probably they'll get rid of after the 
Tramadol positive in the Jira, and Antoine Rogel uh, is unclear where he's going, the 24-year-old, so, yeah. Honestly, when it comes to these outgoings, I think they're fine. Like, I would have made the same decisions. As in, Navamad, you're right, that contract was not valuable for them. All the Citroën money is, was going to the likes of Greg van Avermaet. Saro is interesting though, as in that's a rider that does do those like, those like 2.1 stage wins in, in like these French Tour Tour stage Plateau, races. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Volturinia kind of felt like, I didn't He's really no feel good. like he was adding too much. He's Shirelle a and sprinty, climbing boy that can't sprint. Towards the end of their career, those two, and yeah, Baudin, you said it, Noss and also Lawrence Noss hasn't really proven himself too much in this team, I believe, but it's pretty sad to see it Noss and bite the dust. But that being said, when it comes to incoming transfers, six riders, Sam Bennett is the big name on it, together with yeah. Victor Lafay. And when it comes to Sam Bennett, if we take a look at what he has achieved in the last two years, then he hasn't been a, a dog shit rider either. Like, at Quickstep, he was obviously successful. At Bora, he had that one Vuelta where he did win two stages, which had a lot of help of Danny Van Poppel with a perfect lead out every time, but still, like, you still got to win them. And in 2023, that's when, that's when it wasn't just, yeah, it just wasn't very good. Like, top threes at UAE Tour is about the best result I see throughout the entire season because I don't consider winning a San Juan stage better than a top three in a sprint at the OE tour necessarily. So yeah, it has been a shit season for Sam Bennett. But I'm curious how they're gonna do it. As in is the idea to send Bennett to the Tour de France and potentially start winning a Tour de France stage with him? Yep. Or is it to clean up as many wins as possible, including the way that Rupama was sending Demar towards these like Patou Charantes and all these kind of like four or five day races in, in France where Bennett can also clean up sprints. So True. I think a combination of the planning might be ideal because then you can get more victories in general and potentially that extra will to victory. Yeah, I think it, it's both, I dare say. It's, he's definitely brought in to go for the tour. I think one of their head coaches or trainers, oh, I can't remember his name, maybe Barrett, he's Irish. Uh, Barreter. He, he, he's brought in, he would have been probably the one going for Bennett to bring him in. Uh, Ryan Mullen didn't come across with him. He extended with Bora Hansgrohe, which is perhaps telling of where Ryan Mullen thinks the direction of travel is. Uh, and yeah, Bennett won't be on a cheap contract. He said so yep. himself. In uh, he did an interview. I I can't remember where I read it recently, maybe a week ago. Uh, Luke will let me know. He did an interview where he basically said, "Yeah, like well, I think it might have been GCN with Benson. Uh, Wells was coming with Bora, but you know, makes sense for Bora because Bora can pay Wellsford less because he doesn't have my Palmares, and so you know, I would assume Wellsford is on. Uh, I would assume Bennett is on seven figures." Maybe low seven figures, I don't know. And Lafay is the same. So Lafay comes in uh, after winning Tour de France stage and being competitive in another one, but then also kind of chilling after the after those two stages. He basically yeah. 
I don't think he picked up a bike for the rest of the year. Uh, he's also on decent money. He's got to be on maybe a milli, a million. I don't think it's one and a half. I got someone told me that it's one and a half. People saying it's not true. It's more like one, one, one. Uh, but still, decent money uh, for Victor Lefay. So, how do you rate those two marquee signings, Benji? It's interesting as if. If I take a look at these six riders, I do believe Bennett and Lafay have potential upside. Like, there is something there where they could benefit from this. But I also yeah. have that thing in my head that's saying, oh, there's a tiny question mark in terms of, is this a gamble? Is signing Bennett is a, gamble. a gamble at this point in his career? Is signing Lafay, who isn't the, the most professional rider of the bike, according to his ex-teammates, well, is that also a gamble? Yes, those are both gambles. And... In the past, I've never trusted the transfer policies of this team. They are spending big money on riders that are gambles and might not prove to be the riders they want them to be in the first place. With Bennett and Lafay, I'm kind of on the page of like, I'm okay with these transfers, but it's still a risk. And They needed a sprinter, but how? they should have gone for someone like Koi. They yeah, should have thrown or, the well, bag at Koi. Something like that, but or also maybe go for youngsters that might grow into a sprinter instead of going for a, a dedicated, already existing sprinter. Yet, like, is it weird that you might want to try and sign Ethan Vernon, who is a bit better than Sarol, for example, and in that way you have some kind of sprinter on the third row, and then maybe you can find the, like a sprinter that is similar to Bat house which you can work with something like that and yeah but I heard, i'd rather I see heard that and cost the same as well so just about really now yeah well that that's just stupid is it <laughs> well what teams are you going to israel so right yeah okay <laughs> wasn't sure for a second <laughs> not, by the way not before we continue how much of are desert spending a lot of money on riders in transfer seasons is related to their transfer policy and the way they do their transfers versus the social system in France where they need to pay more in general. Yeah, that's a great point because in case people don't know, and this came up, well, uh, people are trying to understand it, uh, although the, some you know people on Twitter confused uh, tax residency with citizenship with the Shohei Atani. Uh, signing with the Los Angeles Dodgers because he deferred a large portion of his salary, 98% of it, to 10 years from now. And I don't know Californian state tax law too well. I know the Californian state taxes are very high. Uh, and so some people are saying, well, it doesn't matter that he deferred that even if he becomes a Japanese tax resident in 10 years because he'll be taxed still, uh, or if he moves to Texas rather, because he'll still be taxed because that income is sourced in uh, California. And so the reason I'm mentioning that is because, in case you don't know, even if you live in Andorra or Monaco or San Marino or mm -hmm. Switzerland with a negotiated canton, with a canton with low tax, if you're on a French team, if you ride the tour, every day you train in France, every race you do in France, every bonus from a race in France gets taxed at the French tax rate. So... Okay. And on top of what Benji mentioned, extra social security for employed rider is higher those contributions. So it is 
they're having to pay more. And this happens on a smaller scale in American sports where there are tax advantages uh, playing for uh, a Florida team as opposed to, as I said, a Californian team or a New York team. Uh, but I think it's actually potentially significantly larger the burden for the French teams uh, because you could have guys living in Monaco who pay, if they're not on a French registered team, just about 0% zero, zero marginal tax rate um, on all income just about. But it's like that's an existing thing, but in my eyes that also doesn't excuse the shit transfers they did in the past fully. Oh yeah, like, they still wasting money. <laughs> no, that's that's often that is true, and it should be remembered, and it is a burden for the French teams. Now the counter to that is they have France TV league, the uh, French cycling league, automatic invitations to the Tour de France, even if they're a pro conti team historically yep. to keep them going, and incumbent sponsors. And more riders to ride for lower salaries. So there's swings and roundabouts in this. Like, you know, Jayco riders might necessarily earn more. There might be higher costs for Jayco in terms of finding sponsors and uh, yeah. logistics costs as well. So yeah. swings and roundabouts. And it, it's to be remembered, it doesn't excuse obviously poor signings and wasting. Uh, wasting money. Dries de Bont also comes in from Alveson de Koenig. A little bit strange, that one, I think, actually. Yeah. Um, could be good. but Could be good. Uh, could be good. Might not be. Uh, <laughs> he's certainly not a... Well, he's, he's certainly not a prolific winner. I see yeah. him more as a... Honestly, as a guy who was, was sort of good as... In, like, the middle early middle phase of classics yes. setting up Vanderpool. The anticipator. Not much more than that. Yeah. But not really a serious one, just like a yeah, bait one, you know? Isn't that the only way that this team can be getting good oh, results he, in classics in anyway? By having the Bond and Oliver Nassen go in anticipating moves and them working, working together to try and get into a later phase of the race and maybe score a top 5 or top 10 that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's difficult, but... I wouldn't have paid someone with a Grand Tour stage win on the Palmares for the privilege of it, though. True. Uh, they also bring in Sander de Pestel from Team Flanders Balwaza, 25 years old. He's been on that team for quite a while. Uh, no pro wins, 6th at Antwerp Port Epic this year, 11th at Dwarves Duet Highland, 10th at Ronde van Limburg. So, like, okay results, uh, but nothing mind-blowing, but looks solid enough as a yeah. classics ruler. And Jean-Luca uh, Polafliet, which is a pretty crack name, I've got to say. What a name. Uh, <laughs> he signed a full three-year deal. He comes from Lotto's uh, development team. He's 21 years old. He's pretty old. good. He's also a classics guy. And yes, as Benji said, looks quite nice, actually. Omelope U23 victory. Memorial von Corning's Law, which is a race, apparently. Um, <laughs> like, and it's also like top five the Giro Next Gen, Giro, Giro U23. So it's like throughout the season... Whatever terrain is he can compete in. It's like a jury 23, it's a, the sprinty races that he um that he did well in, it seems. So the flat sprints. He won a reduced sprint behind. He gets fourth in other sprints. So here is if he's got the combination of maybe being a bit of a slide classics towards sprinter type, like a B-Tech is maybe over the top, but maybe a, a 
a VTech Bonin. Wait, you're comparing this guy to Tom Bonin? A VTech Bonin. Benji, I didn't know this kid's name until you wrote on the list. <laughs> I'm just trying to find a rider that. This is the problem with Belgium. A kid steps on a bike, does a lap around the block, they're like, ooh. Is it Frank Vandenbroek I'm seeing? Or is it Philip Gilbert? Nah, it's Tom Bonin. It's like, yeah, but his VO2 max is 30. Um, you know what I mean? No, I don't. No, I don't. V, V Tech. V. It's 27 letters or something. How many letters in the alphabet? Uh, 25? So it's not 26. I have to Google this. How many letters in the alphabet? I mean, Agedezel, Citroën, La Mondiale, Decathlon, La Provence, Casino has a lot of them. 26. Okay, so I was wrong. Fuck. We're stupid. Yep. <laughs> Armorail is also a funny one where, like, I don't think he's that cheap, but he's also, like, not a prolific winner. Don't uh, hate on Bruno. A... I love him. No, 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 no. I'm not hating on him. I'm not hating on him. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, to maybe he didn't want to be at Group Armor anymore, not being allowed to go in breakaways to help people come 11th in GC, and that's why he moved. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they paid him more. Uh, I think he'll be on a little bit of cash as a French rider who was in the pink jersey for quite a while with a new sponsor coming in, uh, I would suspect. So, again, I don't hate the rider. I, I think he's actually quite a nice rider who deserves more opportunity. Same with Lafay. Uh, but... French ITT champ? Can do that again, yeah. maybe. Uh, I think Rupama's setup is pretty good. Um... I wouldn't but expect ooh. that. Because uh, Cavagna was his competition, Thomas. Cavagna is on Movistar now. Yeah. Yeah, so, you're right. You're right. You're right. Could clean that okay, again. He, next might, year. he might win the French National Champs TT. Um, <laughs> hey, it matters so again, in France. I think there's a fair bit of outlay there. Uh, I would have gone for probably a different sprinter, particularly in respect of classics and points. Uh, the interesting thing about this team, though, is not all the signings are bad, though, Benji. Like, I feel like their scouting of foreign riders, foreign young riders, is good. Felix Gull turned into a top five, cli top four climber in the Tour de France by the end yes. of the third week. Correct. They brought him... Uh, he, they signed him after he was on DSM for probably nothing. Nothing. And then they extended him, and I dare say that extension is below market value to the end of 2025. So they've done some good business there. You know, he, he really broke out this season, and good in Basque Country too, not just the uh, Tour de France. O'Connor, they got him after Quebec folded, uh, and he came fourth in the Tour of the Stage, and he, you know, podiumed the Dauphiné again this year. Now, then the flip side is Cosnefra, absolutely horrendous year, drinking beers during the tour stages, and uh, but he gets a two-year extension or a, a, out to twenty-five. So uh, some's good, some's bad. Uh, I think there's more of a problem, Benji, that they need to. They just got to get more more out of these riders. They just got to consistently get out more out of these riders because they do have. Riders who should be capable of more on this team consistently. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The thing is, we spoke about Felix Gall. Felix Gall, you're right, won called La Loz, did that top 10 at the Tour de France, made that step up. But I'm wondering... How can they get more out of him? What is his next step? And I vividly recall hearing him say in an interview that they didn't work on his time trial at all in 2023. And that is something that he wants to look at because he feels like there's an upside there that they haven't discovered yet. So, number one, I'd like to see... Didn't he lose six GC positions on the Swiss TT? I think he has. Yes, I think he did. So, like, that's... Example. <laughs> so that's a perfect example. I want to see where they can reach that. The Von Reisel TD setup, maybe it's great, maybe it's not as great. I don't know. We haven't seen it in action yet. But it, the rumors sound that the setup's pretty good. Um, but it's not all about the bike. It's about yeah. what they do with the riders combining with Stuff. the bike. Exactly. Stuff, but also how much money do they spend on getting Felix well into a wind tunnel? So Stuff like yeah. Uh, will they do custom extensions for the man? All these tiny things that could improve his TT results. And that differs the question between being a great climber or... As in, that makes the difference for me between being Quintana in a week ra- one-week race or being Quintana when he could actually time trial a bit in that one Giro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you just got to be good enough that you can do a competent TT on a rolling yes. course. Yes. On a 45, 47k an hour course as a climber, you got to be able to just do a competent TT. And it must shell time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a good. He came 91st in that TT, oh. and he lost six positions from second Jesus. to eighth. 91st in a TT where he was trying for his life. By the way, the 110 riders finished. He finished uh, 11 seconds ahead of Sagan, who was a paid actor this year. And that... True. He was, <laughs> literally. So, <laughs> they got to work on that. Uh, and yeah, that's just, they got to get more out of these riders. Um, but, but what would you see Gull do in 2024 then in terms of schedule? As in, if you want this TT to be better, if he's one nah, of the best climbers in the world, with a TT, Basque Country, go do that. <laughs> one week races, I'm looking at. I want to see him do GC in one week races, preferably the, preferably the one without TTs. You're right, or limited TTs in that sense. But when it comes to Grand Tours, you almost have to send them to the Tour de France. Yeah, he has to do too, because sponsors won't care as much for the Giro, even though the climbs there might fit him. But the climbs at the Tour de France this year in 2024 him as well to be honest then yeah, yeah, yeah. then i'm wondering do you let him go gc or do you go for gc top 10 plus stages again but hope to win two stages now instead of one 
I think you do it for GC, and then when you lose six minutes, you get in the break, back in the third week, and then you you get time back, and you know you just O'Connor it. And I think that's uh that's what they'll do. And I think that's the way to approach it. And you know, yeah, your TT doesn't. If you're not going for the win. You're not going for the podium. Mm-hmm. You're going for a top ten and a stage win. Then, yeah, you, the TT shouldn't matter too much in that respect. Does I think O'Connor yeah. does should do the Giro. That's what I was going to ask. Does this mean O'Connor does the Giro? And yeah, go ahead, he should do me. the Giro. Well, his TT was in the Dauphiné was actually very good on a rolling course. Uh, I think his TT yeah. is what you mentioned. It's a competent climber's TT, and not the best, but it's it's pretty good uh, yeah. on his day, and he's not just shelling time. He is good in the cold, good in the bad conditions. That's how he won his tour stage in 2021. Uh, like he he fucking he rides in Andorra just like six hours in minus five, no problem. <laughs> um, really, really good in the cold. Crazy and people, those Aussies in Andorra. I seem to remember on Vol 2 in the heat, he wasn't so good in 21 uh, as well. So I think the Giro is really, really a good fit for him. I think the climbs, I don't know. I think, I think you should, it's a weaker competition of the Giro. I think he should really do it. And then I think the Grand Depart in Italy is very good for Le Fay and Cosnefroy. Yeah. But do you send both? Who's got the better f- flat sprint? Benoit. Yeah, but they're not going to win the stage. Why not? They need to win by attacking, and then Lafay is the one where I'm looking at. They need to benefit from the similar situation that Lafay benefited from yeah, in 2023. Yeah. They, they can't win this or reduce sprint after the climb. It's just not happening. Why not? Because they're not good enough, man. <laughs> Who's there? Who's there? Who's that at the tour? Pogacar? Yeah. Depending on whether he, he agrees with going sprint. to the Giro or not, but Pogacar's going to be there. In one or two, Wout van Aert might get over. If Now nah, he won't be there. He's at the Giro. And Arsenal too. Pogacar's there. Van der Poel might be there in certain ones. If he goes to the Tour de France. <laughs> Literally everyone is if, except for Pogacar. Pogacar's going to be there and it's better, okay? <laughs> I don't know. Benoit Cosnifry is scary good. Brother. Um, <laughs> 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 Pogacar yeah, with a single leg better than Pogacar <laughs> Pogacar with a single <laughs> leg beats Cosnefra every day of the week with one leg yes I'm inclined to agree with you um, <laughs> I don't know I think that that start is is they gotta go for it again Lafay I think is doing the tour and I think you're, but yeah. Benoit I don't know what they'll do maybe they'll send him to the Giro but and- they uh they got to get some more out of him. It's not just a start that matters. They like breakaway stages. Lafay can also can also actually compete for. Yeah, so yeah. I see that the problem with the Tour de France is that GC has become so competitive that breakaways are being dictated by the GC fight to the point that there are not that many GC victories. Uh, no breakaway victories in the Tour de France that are being contested, and the problem to Add on to that in my head is because they're so limited, it's always the top riders fighting it out against each other. Yeah, the people that win the break stages half the time are GC riders. Gull yeah. finished top 10. Bilbao finished top 10. Hindley finished top 10. Rodriguez, no, that wasn't a break. So really, it's like Walt, Walt Pools is a gear with pure break stages. I just can't remember who won and 10. Green. Bilbao. And as yeah, as but that's not like a Lafay stage. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I really, that's what I want. They need to sit down this off season and think we have to get more out of consistent performance in the Hill Classics. This guy, I remember, Benoit's won. Uh, oh no, he didn't. He, they, they said he won the Amstel Gold Race, but he didn't. But he's nearly won Amstel Gold Race last year. He is like... They gotta get more points out of him and other riders. I'm sorry, but Connor, Benoit's washed. He's, he's 28. Like you don't think his he's season in 2022 wasn't enough. Quebec winning yeah. in 2022 was good. He can come back. Like, don't get me wrong, but 2022 wasn't good enough. So Lafay is better right now. No, 2023 was like for someone who raced 71 days. It's not like he was injured half the year. Horrific season. Uh, Lafay is better. Uh, do you think? Here's who's out of contract. Uh, APP, who won the the PP brothers, were really really good in the Giro. Actually, <laughs> and he won Giro stage. Dude, they're yeah. actually good. I actually like them yeah. in the Giro. Uh, Frank Bonamour, who after being good in the Britannia Classic, has not kicked on. Stan De Wolf hasn't. He was sort of the younger one of the classics guys they signed with uh, yep. uh, GVA. He didn't improve. Uh, Warbass, Tuze, Prudom, Hananen, Ugotrap, VPP, and Ratayu. But do you think they keep O'Connor? First of all, I think they have to keep the APP and the VPP. Yep. I think there's probably no harm in extending the Wolf because he probably won't be that expensive to do so in the first place. He's gone. Zero chances. I think Warbaz is gone. To EF or something. Or retires. Probably. I don't know. I don't see him next year in prominence. Ben O'Connor. Depends on the market. I haven't really checked out what, what comes available in 2024, but... Hindley. O'Connor. Like... They're the best two. Does O'Connor want to stay is the question I have as well. Because like, being at Ajazer for four years, I don't know. I, I see him leave out of his own uh, choice. If I, was, if I was him, I'd go to Ineos or somewhere else. Um, yeah, or, or I'd try and right. get a, a, a bid from UAE to become a domestique for seven figures. Nah, I don't. I don't think he'll be into that. Um, I don't know. I don't want to speak for him, but I think it'd be cool to see him at Jayco, obviously. Uh, Simon Yates, I think, is out of contract as well. Will he leave? And I'd, I'd obviously, I'd love, I'd love to see an Australian GC rider, either Hindley and O'Connor, or O'Connor, or both, uh, at Jayco. Because uh, also, Jayco, you know which team? Apart from UAE, mm -hmm. you know who was the best team at the Tour in GC? Not UAE or Yumbo? Jayco, little old yep. Jayco came fourth. People forget. O'Connor to Entremarché. Nah, that's, don't be disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> to Entremarché <to> <laughs> or to O'Connor? You're going to roast one of the two now. <laughs> nah, he's a little bit better than that. It'll be Trek, Ineos, <laughs> Jayco. It, he is be better than that. Uh, because he it, a good if you look track. at... If you're looking at him, you're thinking, oh, we can get more out of this guy too. He's performed in yes. spite of. Uh, 100%. So he's, yeah, I would dare say he's gone. The Wolf, not sure. Uh, okay, 2024, Benji, what are the goals? 
Winner Tour stage? Top yes. 10 GC? Yes. What else? Being more don't successful, <laughs> don't get relegated. And for that, you need to be more successful on a broader spectrum of races, including those smaller French races, including more of the, the one-week races throughout the season and their stages. Just across the board, they need to compete more. I'm happy with yep. their Grand Tour level. Like I'm happy with two Grand yeah, Tour yeah, statements yeah. for Ajazer. That's really good. They just need to do more. Yeah, they got to be... Uh, the, the problem for teams like this is, and I dare say this is why a lot of managers are fed up, right, is you can't... You, you say, oh, okay, well, they need a... They need a... Why don't... If APP is good enough to win that Giro stage, why doesn't he win a Paranese stage? Why doesn't he win a Dauphiné stage or Swiss stage? The, the problem is no one can fucking win a stage in a world tour race that isn't on UAE or Visma because there's no breakaways allowed. Every day the break gets chased. In the Vuelta, every day the break gets chased. And so there's actually, compared, I haven't done a historical analysis of it, but for sure I know that the sentiment is that these stages that typically these teams would count on for these sort of sub-elite riders, mm -hmm. no, they're elite riders, but like not, you know, the Pogacas of the world, to get in the breakaways outside of the Tour, they're also being won by the GC group. So it's tough for them. I agree and disagree because I still believe like for these teams, winning a stage in Polonia with Bennett is valuable. Winning yep. a stage in Romandy with someone is valuable. So right. I think it's about trying to find a race program that circumvents that issue a bit where possible. And I agree. I was being very, I was being generous playing devil's advocate. Um, and uh, like, but yeah. Uh, trying to get O'Connor once again a podium like he did at Dauphiné, but maybe at two one week races where maybe you've got. Romandy or something where I think in Romandy he can get close depending on the parkour. Uh, in Swiss he might be able to get close depending on the parkour. Like those kind of things. Depends on what the season looks like. Because eh? doing Swiss after doing the Giro, not exactly the likeliest of things. But like... Oh, it's actually you can combine it. It's okay. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No problem then. <laughs> you might want the resto after the Giro personally. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to become yeah. Hague and get sent to every single race in the year. Well, he's won the Giro. He can do what he likes. Uh, <laughs> in my world. But yeah, it's... They got it. Uh, so yeah, tour stage, don't get relegated. Cobbles, they're going to do nothing. They're going to do nothing. And I guess try and construct... Oh, we haven't really spoken. Who's the lead out for Bennett, by the way? Well, am I supposed to invent the rider that doesn't exist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's Benji no one bro, in pa Patrick Narson. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Like... And ironically, oh, Berté. just he's nice. Nah, just quietly. And ironically, Oliver Narsen or Lawrence Narsen, Lawrence Narsen, I would have actually tried to put in the train somewhere in like some of these smaller races. Or, I mean, fuck, there's not much else. Well, you, you got to go with the rulers you have. It like the bond in the train in like third, fourth position. He's the last at. man, dude. The bond's the oh. last man. But he shouldn't have to be. He is. Look at the list of the people on the <laughs> roster. <laughs> I don't know, man. Follow Flit. 
might unironically be part oh, of the God. lead out at some point. Who? Oh, Paul Yep. Um, Godon, yeah, Tom, Tom Bonin Jr. Godon and Gotera. I think Gotera is a sprinty boy. He came seventh in the. Okay, I found the train. De Bon. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Get, get serious for a minute, Benji, here. Um, <laughs> De Bont. Uh, Gotera. Oh, oh, where do you get that from? Gotra came seventh in Le Sommet. Man. And he, he won. He My came fucking fifth dog in can get case. seventh in Le Sommet. No, he, he can't. He's Belgian, so. He's like, he, he, beat, he beat U23 sprinters in Course Le Pay Grand Prix Grzezinski. He's like, he can, he can hit a thousand. Benji, <laughs> I'm looking through this list. No one can hit a thousand watts. <laughs> 24 of the riders can't hit a thousand watt peak okay so like we're fucking trying here and so this 20 year old french kid who can hit at least 1150 he's in <laughs> and 1500 for 50 but um so there you go that's the lead out and god is kind of like big and he can sprint, so he's evidently in there. But yeah, it ain't it ain't Shane Archwell, Ryan Mullen, and Danny Van Poppel doing that for free. Uh, so I think Narsen has lead out. Yeah, I mean they've still got uh, how many people on spaces have they got? They got two spots free. All right, uh, over unders, and we'll get out of here, Benji. Or okay, well, two wins. They had three Walter victories. In 2023, I'm gonna go for four welter victories in 2024. I'm going. Th I'm going three. Going three again. Three. Okay. Again. Hot uh, takes. I was going to say they finish in the relegation zone. It's just not possible. It's not a hot take. That is a hot take. There's a okay, that gap. is a hot take. You're right. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, okay, really shit. Uh, but they now got the mark. Two thousand point gap. Can can Arkea bridge two thousand points? No, nah, they can't. Lafay's not. Lafay top ten flash and things like that. Um, he can. Eventually, podium flash. To be honest, if he finds his will to ride, I don't really have any hot takes. Like I don't want to just. <laughs> I don't want to be too mean. I'm trying to be positive, Patrick. That's my twenty twenty four resolution. Felix mm. Gold top fives the Tour de France. That is a hot take. That's really hot. Uh, with I'm smoking today. Smoking hot. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> um... <laughs> Victor Lafay wins Liège. It's possible, probably not, but it's hot. Uh, O'Connor wins the Giro as an actual one. O'Connor gonna win the Giro. You, you, Australian bastard. Like two minutes ago, you looked like head empty, no faults for like two minutes straight. <laughs> Took a while. I was stuck on the lead out, trying to construct a lead out for Asia Tour.
Uh, yep, so Ben O'Connor's going to win the Giro d'Italia. That's going to be really, really good. And then he's going to, I would assume, or maybe they give him a monster extension then, and he gets decathlon, a decathlon platinum silver gift card unlimited for life. And he's like, this is better than any other contract I could get. So maybe that's what happens. Uh, but yeah, that's okay. uh, that's a, a decathlon Azure's out preview good to see they got a big sponsor in keen to see how the bikes perform and look good to also have a new bike brand uh joining the world tour market hopefully they have a better year than 2023 and hopefully uh some of these young guys uh kick on and some of the other guys like benoit refined their best level yeah. but until the next one who's our next pod uh you know? good question if i take a look at our list here we've got Vismar Bora, do you feel like doing that? Well, we're recording this on Wednesday, 13 December. Do you reckon we'll have a resolution by then? Yumbo's team presentation is the just before Christmas, so it would make sense to do it after that. We can do it on Christmas, Vismar. Why don't we do? We could do. I'm not doing. I uh, fucking do enough work for them. Not doing their preview <laughs> on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can do a Q and A for Christmas. We can do Arkea. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we'll do okay. Let's do our... Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, French fans. Sure, I fair few of French fans. We just know. Okay, a full dedicated preview. In the off-season, I'm at the beach right now. I'm still still doing it. Talking about how you're going to get relegated if you're an Okay fan. Uh, <laughs> they had the Excala. You know what, what's harder? Benji, what's harder? Arkea not getting relegated or Arno Demar pulling that sword, Excalibur sword, out of the stone in the press release? I don't know. Their kid looks good, though. The kid looks good, yeah, yeah. Um, every team has just gone for a white kit next year, which is going to be great. Can't wait to not be able to pick anyone. I guess navies yeah. and whites. Uh, all right, that's all from us. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you with maybe Arkea next time. Until then, ciao. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.